0: Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast.
1: I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a
0: badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you.
1: So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the show.
0: Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. Hello, everyone. Hi, amigos. We're sticking with amigos these days. You said amigos on the last one.
1: They're all friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. All right, amigos. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode... I don't even remember what number this is. Oh, no. No, because I think this is going to (laughs) go... Whatever episode this is, welcome. (laughs) Welcome, people. Welcome. And you probably couldn't hear April because April and I are sharing a mic because we have a special guest today. And we're very excited. Hello. So our guest today is Jamie Joy. And Jamie Joy is here to give us a little um, 411 on queer and trans sex. Yum. Yay, we're so excited to
2: have you. Welcome, Jamie. Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, we are very, very excited about this. So um, before we dive in, we'll get get in, get deep into this. So uh, Jamie is a uh, sex educator, and, um, and I'll let Jamie kind of give their little story about who they are because they're very dynamic. Um, They're also teaching a workshop at Peer Pleasure on October 26th. It's a queer and trans sex workshop, and I'll give you more information about it at the end of uh, this podcast as well. Um, But just a little heads up, if you're in the Santa Cruz area and you like what you hear and you want to learn more, uh, October 26th at Pure Pleasure. And you can go to purepleasureshop.com to uh, find out more, or to sign up. And uh, as we've said on past podcasts, our listeners get a discount. If you use um, the coupon code Shameless Sex PP in all caps, you get 15% off. And I think it applies to
1: workshops too. So just a little shout out and... Without further ado, wait, I want to say two things before we start. Number one, thank you for all of our listeners. We've been getting super amazing reviews from everyone, and I don't think they're coerced at all. People just love us, so thank you for listening, and if you haven't written us a review, please do so. Also, email us with your questions. Any kinds of questions, they're sex-related, I don't know why we're all here, so don't ask us that. (laughs) Uh, maybe Amy does. <laughs> Transcending. Um, but also, we just came back from Vegas. So um, I think my brain's starting to bounce back. But we, I'm feeling like Vegas sucked the life out of us. But we did an amazing podcast, the Kink podcast, which was really fun. Um, but we're excited to be back in Santa Cruz with Jamie here. And um, thank you for listening. I just wanted to give you all a shout-out to our listeners.
0: I just want to say... I hate las vegas Bye.
1: i like it it's i have a love hate relationship with las vegas i love it for about two days and then i'm like what am i doing here and why have i been up since five in the morning every day and yeah uh, actually you yeah you, she hasn't been
0: up since five morning. Why, why did i go to sleep if oh, i yeah.
1: I did go to the gym once though so did you in vegas i was proud of myself
0: Yes. yeah i'm so i i have this thing i have this this theory um, and I have this invisible box. Everyone envision an invisible box. And in this invisible box are all of the things that take your soul away. And Las Vegas is in there. Las Vegas, strip clubs. And I'm not anti-strip club, but every time I go in there, like five hours pass by, there's a lot of money that disappears. April loses her cell phone. Someone's crying. So strip clubs. Um, Safeway shopping centers or, he- or like Walmarts or those big stores with the... Bright lights where every... Soul suckers. Yeah, fluorescent lights. Yeah, yeah, those. Um, Cocaine
1: definitely takes your soul away. So if you have anything you want to add to my box, go ahead and put it in my box. I will say to all you local Vegas folks that live out there, I know you know how to do it better than the tourists. So I'm sure you enjoy living there. We support the, the... that aspect of it but the casino life it's so empty and I'm, I got really sad I don't gamble either so it was like an extra thing but um yeah the next time I go to Vegas I'm gonna do it differently so it I got into a fight with a, a working person uh, a sex worker yep uh what kind of fight um she was trying to get Money out of the Uber lube owner, and I got all protective because he's all like super Midwesterner and nice. He's like, "Oh yeah," so he kept giving him money to gamble. And by like the three the three hundredth dollar that was thrown down, I was like, "Um, hey, I appreciate you, but I, I don't know. Like, like I would prefer you getting your own money." I, and I said it nicely, but uh, it was also three thirty in the morning, and she got real mad and got in my face, and then I got escorted out of the casino. Oh, you got escorted. Stories from Vegas. Yeah, this is Vegas for you. Oh my goodness. Ready to go. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, put me on an airplane now. Give me. F her. I support sex work as long as it's consensual. I wasn't fighting with her because she was a sex worker. I was fighting because I felt like she was taking advantage of my friend. So I was trying to be protective.
0: Oh, that's cute. I like that you whip out those guns. Good, even go to the gym, Chip, <laughs> looking strong. Um, I, 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 um, can we talk about what, just real quick before we dive in? Because Jamie had a really good uh, tip, so, so we're not going to go too deep into our personal stories with April and I as we have in the past. But, um, <laughs> so you've been saying that, um, you had a relationship thing that came up where your partner and you, you, you they've been wanting more con- connection with you while you've been gone. And Jamie had a really good point about that. So April's kind of always like the hustler, always working really hard, doesn't have too much time to talk 8 million times a day. And your partner doesn't want to talk 8 million times a day, but they really want to connect and you're really busy. Um, and I liked what you said, Jamie, about what, because you have a long, you're of long distance relationship. What we is your, how do you do that? So we
2: don't call it long distance because oh, yeah. it's Santa Cruz and Oakland. That's not that far. It's <laughs> actually, it's, it's actually 69 miles to be exact. Oh, at, perfect. <laughs> So we call it a mid-distance relationship, and um, what we decided was that the most, the key to our communication when we're away from each other is mornings and evenings, and that as long as we're connecting and we're having a good morning conversation, a good night conversation, then the, the midday we can do our own thing.
1: I like that, and I totally support that. And it wasn't the amount of of, um, communication, like the number of times. It was the amount of attention I gave upon communicating because I was distracted. I'm ADD. And I can tell. Yeah. (laughs) So it was it was the lack of me connecting and I'm about to leave for London on Tuesday. So I'm like, okay, listen, that's going to be sort of my my take on communication is um, and maybe that's a great podcast idea, like how to be an effective communicator in mid. Distance slash long, long distance, distance. <laughs> relationships <laughs> because it is difficult and the amount of energy and it's a lot of check in. So thank you for that. I, I want to use that when I'm abroad because give it a try. I am going to well the morning
0: and evening is going to be challenging because you're in different time zones. There. so That's real Ooh. long distance.
1: I, I have to focus on being present while I'm communicating. That is the key. So
0: so it's the, it's the, diff, there's a difference between just like check-ins like, Hey, what's up? How's your day? What's going on? Versus like the quality, he's, he's a quality time person.
1: That's his language of love, quality time. And I told him that I'm like, I get it. And so, and then I just kind of make excuses, but really I need to, I, I, sh- I'm not going to should myself, but I can, cause it's me. Um, I should make more time and be a, a better p- long distance partner when I'm on the road. I realize that. So enough about me. <laughs> Thanks for that, Chip. We do love talking about you, Thanks for the tips. Yeah, thanks for the tips, Jamie. Okay, so, Jamie. Hello. Who
0: are you? Tell us about yourself. Tell
2: us your story. What a broad question. What is my story? So, um, I'm transplanted into California. I grew up in Philadelphia, home of the cheesesteaks. Woo! Yes, (laughs) and the city of love. And um, that's a lot of my coming out and into myself happened um, in high school. And um, I realized that I needed to um, kind of come to a more progressive area in order to continue my journey. So I, I, made my way out to California and as soon as I came out here, the, the career of being a sex educator was like, um, the path, it was glowing. It was like, take me, follow me. Um, so I, I went on it and I haven't needed to look back. It's felt like my dream to support people and, um, and coming into my identity as a gender queer person, um, um, neither man nor woman, um, has even uh, made that path even stronger of a, a necessity. So um, supporting people around having um, good sex and consensual positive sex, especially in the um Queer LGBTQ trans community has been my mission, and that's why I'm teaching a class at Pure Pleasure, and here I am on the podcast. Um, so I I have a bit of my own training um, that I got from college and from the San Francisco Sex Information, and and then there's also my what I call field experience, um, just out in the field. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Independence doing study. work, yes, doing my that. independent study. So I've I've um I've had just so many I've had many queer and trans lovers and, um, trans women, trans men, gender fluid, lesbian, gay men also, um, don't know how that happened, (laughs) (laughs) but I've, I've, I've gotten to have, um, a lot of experiences and, and also a lot of it is through, um, I'm also, I also test people for HIV. So, um, through my testing, I've tested hundreds of people and, I get to hear all of their experiences with sex. So, um, what
1: organization is that that does the, it's free HIV testing, right? It's free HIV is testing. Is it all over or just California?
2: Um, I do it in the county here. I honestly just do it through the public health department. Oh, awesome. Like, yeah. We get luckily in California, we get, um, state and federal funding to I just like to get offer HIV tested all like, not all, all the time, time, but like
1: <laughs> on a regular, cause I feel like it's, it's making a statement. I think it's important. So, and it's free. So y'all should do it as well. Just
2: yeah. To know. And the test that I do takes 20 minutes and I give people their result on the spot. It's a finger so. prick.
1: I know I, I, I do it right. And then sometimes ooh, and then it's it a
2: fingerprint, but sometimes it's just an oral swab. So.
0: Wait, I have a question. So have options. you ever had to give people the results that they are HIV positive? Uh, twice. And how did that feel? Like that's, that's some heavy. heavy information to drop.
2: Yeah, it's definitely heavy. And um, because of confidential, confidentiality laws, I um, can't say anything about the person, but I can say on my end that um, it. it I, I stayed with them for hours wow, after I imagine kind of cleared the rest of my day. And, um, and I actually just ran into one of the people that I gave a positive result to last night and they're doing amazing awesome. so one yeah. year later and they're um, they're hooked up on all the right healthcare and on and big news, the CDC actually just released this week that if someone has the HIV virus, but they're undetectable, which means that the virus is so mm-hmm. low in their body that it's undetectable, they actually can't even pass it on to other people with yeah. unprotected sex. So Yeah. It's, so that's one thing I, I it's think it's a good moment to clarify this to our, our audience. And a lot of you
0: might know this and a lot of you might not, that it, HIV is no longer necessarily a death sentence as long as you have access I mean, so not everyone all over the world, it can still be a death sentence. But here, you know, know, a lot of people are privileged to have access to make it so that you can...
1: I think PrEP is huge, um, that at least when you, like, are on um, Scruff or... um what grinder, Grindr. which are the two, like, it'll tell you like they're on prep, which is if you don't know what prep is, you know, what prep is. I do. Yeah. It's pre pre exposure prophylaxis. So sexy it's, name. Yeah. It's basically, I guess like the it's like birth control. Or, yeah. So for HIV, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> which I think is amazing that it exists. But, um, I, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there too, that there are a lot of solutions. Also ozone, you can get ozone injections, which uh, is how Anthony Kiedis, tri- uh, um, basically put his, um, yeah, he's from the Red out chili peppers, put his hepatitis C into remission. And um, also it's good for herpes, like, cause it's an immune. So it's an autoimmune, basically it's oxygen and water in the system, but you can get an injection. It's illegal in this country, but in every other country in the world, it is um, not illegal. So just Google it. You don't need the dark internet or anything. You can just go on there and get it. <laughs> That's, yeah, that sounds beautiful. So that's,
2: <laughs> to go back to my story. <laughs> yeah, back to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think through through my field experience and my testing and my education and, and also my recent job of working with LGBTQ youth, I have just gained a lot of understanding about um, what queer and trans sex is all about and how to improve it and make it less of a stigma and, um, and, and make it more positive because for a lot of people who are coming out, whether it's as lesbian, gay, or trans, um, I think a big thing they're concerned about is, like, is someone going to be able to love me? Is someone going to be able to touch me? And am I going to still have good orgasms? And how how am I going to want to be touched now that I identify as male or female? So... And we'll get into that today. Yeah,
0: let's talk about some of the terminology then, because I think that's a good segue to that. Because a lot of folks might not understand.
2: Um, you started with uh, gender queer. Yes. Yeah. Explain gender so, queer. Oh my gosh, I have so many names for myself. <laughs> I call myself gender fluid, gender queer, non-binary. Um, I call myself, um, a, sometimes I just call myself a blob. I'm just, (laughs) I just, I I wake up with no gender sometimes. So there's, there's so many terms. Um, the, the term queer is the easiest for me because it's so inclusive. It doesn't actually really mean anything, which, um, it it can, it can just be an open-ended term for when someone's gender or sexuality is like not, what the assumed norm is in a culture. Um, so even like to help people understand, like, you know, um, we live in a culture that eats meat as like the norm, right? So people who are vegetarian or vegan, it's kind of like a queer diet. So (laughs) I I use that example because sometimes it's easier for people to understand. So, so that's kind of how I understand queer. And once you put queer in front of the word sex, it, it can explode into so many other meanings. Um, which we can get into later. So um, a little more terminology. We have the term transgender versus cisgender. Um, Trans as a prefix meaning to kind of move away from. So if someone was assigned male at birth and they're transgender, that means they're moving away from being male to maybe something else, to identifying as woman or neither or in between. Um, And then a cisgender person is um, cis, the prefix meaning on the same side as. Um, So cisgender is someone who maybe was assigned female at birth and grew up and identifies as female. Um, So that's kind of how we distinguish between the two. And um, people might think that, you might think that you don't know any transgender people and um, it's not always possible to tell if someone's transgender. So I I remind people that, like, you probably know someone who is a part of the LGBTQ community, whether they're out to you or not. Um, So just to be aware of our language and uh, a big thing that I try to keep in mind as a sex educator is, um, using very non-gendered and gender neutral language when I'm talking about sex, because, um, you just never know who's in the room.
1: And I've found one thing to do is just ask folks, um, like, what's your preferred pronoun? Do you have a preferred pronoun? Um, and, um, if you have folks that are gender non-conforming, they prefer they as a pronoun, which as you, um, may have recognized in the beginning, um, Jamie identifies with they. Yes, I do. So gender non-conforming. So I think, and that's, it's really important to give people the space and actually the respect that, you know, they desire. And I think that that's important. So if you aren't sure, you can always ask people, what's your preferred pronoun? Yeah. It's It's a nice way to go. It's super easy. And no one from my experience has ever gotten offended by asking. They're always like, thank you for asking. That's so cool. And I'm like, Sure, I'm pretty cool, right?
0: <laughs> You're awesome, up Well, and then there's also the on the other side of it. So someone might say, "I prefer they and them." And some for people who aren't used to that language, um, it can can be a lot for the brain to wrap around because the brain automatically makes associations. It's so funny how, like, I noticed my brain gendering animals. Like, it'll see an animal, be like, "Oh, look at that little guy over there." I'm like, "How? Do, it's not. A, it's not a little guy. I don't know. I don't know what it is." But the brain does its thing and. So the more we practice it and have some compassion for ourselves when we're not perfect, you know, if you so if I were to say to Jamie, called J- Jamie, he or she, and Jamie could correct me like, hey, actually, I I use they and them. I could, you know, say, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm
2: trying, and thank you. I'll try better next time. Yeah, <laughs> So it's, like it's, it's totally okay to mess up. Uh, I I do it all the time, and um, and you just correct yourself, yeah, and move forward, right? Yeah. take ownership of that. Okay, so you said we have queer, so we'd say, um gender fluid or so
0: fluid would be again kind of like
2: more of like a fluctuation uh between things so yeah so i'll use myself as an example because i i think i'm an interesting example (laughs) so i was assigned female at birth but i also um have um i have like a mix of estrogen and testosterone in my body so i i I I have breasts, but I also grow a beard. And this can confuse a lot of people. Um, and it also turns on a lot of people. So um, it's a win-lose. Um, either way, I, I, I have a great time moving through the world because I get to confuse people. And um, <laughs> so I'm kind of like an educator 24-7. Um, and so that's where the fluid comes from, is that my gender expression can be very masculine and also sometimes very feminine. Um, sometimes I've liked to define my gender as masculine by day and feminine by night um so if you see me during the day i'll look completely different than when you see me at the club
0: Uh that's fun that sounds way more i mean it, it sounds also like kind of the ultimate way of um like being really listening to your inner wisdom right like Mm -hmm. a lot of people like oh I identify as woman so I am woman all the time as opposed to really I am woman as (laughs) opposed to really paying attention like you know where am I in this moment and where am I in this moment because we really do I mean we actually did a podcast with someone who's talking more about like the divine masculine and how we're kind of always moving around these different areas of whatever socially constructed ideas of masculinity and femininity and exactly um, yeah
2: that sounds that's so I, I honestly think that everyone is fluid in a little bit of ways and and even if you identify as straight you might not necessarily only want to have like missionary sex like which is like considered the way to have um you know heterosexual sex and you might actually maybe you like your partner to put something up your butt you know and that's like that's that's just another form of having somewhat of queer sex it's like a little outside of what the assumed norm is for like a heterosexual relationship so you know everyone's a little fluid
1: we've done a lot of um like it's okay to have whatever sex you want um kind of conversations on this podcast so Uh, and I identify as heteroflexible and I feel like um, I was just having this conversation with my partner because I was I grew up with a brother and so I had all these masculine like he would beat the shit out of me you know like in a nice brotherly way but like ruptured my eardrum but I'm like (laughs) always been a tough bitch you know but I I look super femme a lot of times but I identify with a lot of my masculinity I have a lot of testosterone that runs through my body too naturally I know because I've been tested (laughs) and I'm like what's up? Yeah and when I was on birth control it would like totally annihilate me I was like oh I don't like this there's too much estrogen running through me I need some testosterone that's
2: yeah, and there's like all types of um i I think I was like trying some natural testosterone once, and it was called horny goat weed oh yeah, <laughs> and i i can I couldn't handle my what my libido when, too, that was yeah. like too much it You're was like, too much for me. I, I was like, I have enough testosterone, I don't need this right now,
0: yeah, as as April it says April calls herself a horny bastard
1: <laughs> I am that's why I was a little late today. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, that's
0: what you were doing were, were no you, shame here this is were you shameless banging sex. one out on your own or were you no it was a yeah
1: midday session it was i was a like great i have 25 minutes but then i just it was taking me longer to to uh achieve what i was looking for <laughs> and so yeah i just i was like damn it it's twelve thirty. i need to be there at twelve thirty. so yeah sorry about that shameless it's sex okay shameless <laughs> we like to be
0: shameless i love it
1: all right, um okay so language
0: how so we talked about kind of like preferred pronouns, asking people about their preferred pronouns. Um, what else? So, like, because language is important, especially when you're talking about dating and part, you know, partners in mm-hmm. in in all of the realms. But you had some good tips on ways to open up that dialogue, whether it's a partner that you've had for a while or new partners, to figure out how can we create more um, open dialogue that has more inclusiveness, right?
2: So. Um, Language, I, I think, is not just an important conver- topic of conversation for having a trans or a queer partner, but even in any type of relationship, it's these um, these questions that I like to use as a, as a jump off um, can really be used in any type of relationship. Um, I just need to find them. Oh, I found they're hidden on your rainbow computer. I know. Oh, I found them. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Um, so, I think a lot of the times when you start coming out and You know, even exploring um, your gender identity a little bit, you're like, oh, how am I going to start explaining my body to another person if uh, if I don't really like these you know, stereotypical terms of like penis or vagina. Um, So a fun activity that I like to do in some of my workshops is to kind of do a crowdstorm of like, what are all the other words that we could use for our bodies that aren't penis and vagina? Um, So I'm going to share with the group here, kind of like a fun list. Maybe we can just read some of them off to the, our listeners. Temple. Uh, Cave of waters. Ooh, juice box. Equipment the goodies. <laughs> My personal favorite is the entertainment center. <laughs> I like situation. Uh, is there a situation on there? Oh, yeah.
0: Situation, oh. that's good. Uh, yeah. Bush is really neutral because everyone has a bush, unless you get rid of it, of course. But like, I'm pretty sure most folks were born, or have some, growth of one at some point. And everyone has an ass. Yes. Everyone has jewels. Yeah. Um, downstairs. Oh, have you seen Old Greg? My downstairs mix up. My dad,
2: <laughs> the downstairs. Yeah, and I think uh, so- something that is even um, kind of going even farther is to get away from um, using penis and vagina, is to think about just innies and outies. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of using um, boobs for someone who maybe identifies as like a trans masculine or trans man, um, just referring to their upper body as their chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of other ways that we can kind of affirm and validate someone's gender identity. Um, even if they still have certain body parts that we associate with woman or man, um, to really check in before going up to someone and being like, can I touch your titties? <laughs> um, cause they might not identify their, that body part as a titty, but as just a chest. Um, and it, it's, it's hard to know by just, uh, looking at someone what they're going to like. So I, I, I've come up with some helpful questions. Um, there's, there's not too many, it's just three. So it's not a laundry list. Um, but the first question that I think is really important to ask and and this could happen just as you're warming up or as you're even just having dinner or, um, when you're just having a conversation where you feel like the, you know, the, it's opened up to talking about this, you could ask, you know, what words do you like to use for your body? And then the person could be like, oh, wow, no one's ever asked me that because a lot of people don't. And um, even for some people like hate the word pussy um, and just don't want that used during sex because it'll be a huge turnoff. So then you get a chance to be like, oh, well, I really like um, I really like, you know, this part of my body. If you're like rubbing your chest to be um, referred to as my my knobs. (laughs) Oh, nice knobs. And I actually have a friend who only refers to them as their knobs. So that's why I'm saying that. Um, If I use any examples, it'll be from my life minus people's names. Um, And then also the second question of uh, where do you not want to be touched? So because the where do you want to be touched? Someone could just say, oh, my gosh, I don't know, everywhere. But I think asking more specifically, where do you not want to be touched? um, Someone could say, oh, I I really don't want you to touch my front hole. Um, Maybe someone doesn't want to use the term vagina because that term might might trigger them, um, or cause some type of, uh, gender dysphoria. Um, and so saying my front hole, it would help someone understand like, oh, they don't want me to touch that part of their body. And, and then you don't get into the situation where you're becoming intimate with someone and you go for it. And then, and then they close down and shut off and, um, go somewhere else. And, um, and I've had friends who have, uh, not had someone check in and they've been touched in the wrong place and, um, it caused them to to cry and um, and to feel like just very disconnected with their body, and that's kind of the last thing you want when you're about to have sex with someone. So those
0: conversations are uh, helpful to avoid going into that kind of like dis- disassociation or trauma response. And you know the trauma response isn't could I mean it could come from actual. Um, Physical trauma, but you're, you're. Can you actually explain more of the um, the body dysfor- dysfor- dysphoria? dysphoria? Yeah. yeah.
2: So 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 body dysphoria or gender dysphoria is like a term that kind of arose out of the clinical world, um, but now it's used just more popularized in the trans community as the feeling that you get when you are um, disassociating with your body. Um, for some people who identify as trans, um, um, not everyone, but for some people who identify as trans, they feel like the body that they have is just not aligned with their their soul or their ident or their their brain, and um, so some people might take hormones or have surgeries or dress differently to align themselves with their gender identity. Um, and uh, that feeling, gender dysphoria, I think, can feel the most intense when you're intimate with someone um especially if you're getting naked um with someone else and and i've had a lot of trans partners that will want to keep certain parts of their clothes on during sex um which i always validate as being totally okay like oh we can still have sex with your boxers on or your undies on or your shirt on like you don't have to take your shirt off for us to have sex you know um, and that can really make someone feel, like, a lot more comfortable because that might be the thing that they're sweating over the whole time. You're starting to fool around, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen when my pants come off? Um, but luckily, vibrators move through clothes, so <laughs> you don't actually need to take clothes Especially off. those really strong ones, yeah.
0: Hitachi. Yeah, magic wands.
2: Yeah. Yes, I actually, in, in my classes, I, I I bring up the Hitachi as, like, the best like we don't have to take our clothes off vibrator um because you can just put it between two bodies and you can just mash your bodies together even three bodies um you can just that strong (laughs) it is that (laughs) strong and you can just mash your bodies together and then there's not the concern about taking the clothes off um so then the last question so there's the what words would you like me to use for your body where do you not want to be touched and then the final question i like to ask a partner is uh how do you want to be touched um and this could you know certain certain motions and and images um can really uh be like the the thing that gets someone off so um whether they like circular or bobbing or ins and outs or even um just like like f- firm pressure
1: versus not it can make a huge difference and um and I think for me if I if someone asked me that question I'd be like well um this is I'd kind of show them because I describing things sometimes is hard exactly like, hey can you show me how to be touched like or how you want to be touched and be like okay you like that like instead of like fast or slow or whatever that for me is helpful exactly because I'm a hands-on kind of person
2: And speaking of hands, one activity (laughs) one activity that I've told people to do is like, you know, if the describing part is really hard, try giving your hand to your partner or someone you're about to have sex with and ask them to give you a hand massage and explain how you like your fingers to be touched and and just starting to talk about it, being like, Oh, I love my middle finger pulled and and I I love more pressure on the palm. Like that can help you start to translate that into how to Ask for that on other parts of your body. Yeah, how to actually describe it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I didn't. You had you had kind of
0: talked about how um, even like the motions are gendered, right? So like yes. that's you're talking about kind of like the the head bobbing is kind of a gendered expression, mm-hmm. and um, to like this. So these are just things that people don't even really consider is that there's a certain um
2: just so much is gendered. like so much we live in such a gender culture yeah so story time um i yeah i just had um a trans male partner um so someone who has assigned female at birth and is now taking testosterone and um is now identifying as a man and when we were having sex um he asked me to go down on him and he he made it very clear to me before that he's like i don't like to do this a lot because it could give me dysphoria. So I'll let you know if like, we need to switch positions. Um, so it was great that he was able to communicate that, but keep in mind that not all people are going to say something. Um, so when I went down on him, something that I was focusing on was like, how can I pleasure this person's body, um, as if they were a man and, um, what visual stimulation will really get them going so that when they're looking down at me, and I'm going down on them. It's the bobbing motion, like the I'm going up and down on their cock and their trans cock. And, and it, I mean, he felt really affirmed from that. And, and um, so part of it is just like kind of being a little creative of like, how can I um, suck this part of the body that I have been told to do swirly tongue circles on, but suck it like it's a cock?
0: Yeah, kind of thinking outside of the box.
2: Oh!
1: oh. oh pun
2: that
0: was good.
1: So, you had already kind of pre negotiated and pre spoke with um, this particular partner for that time frame to see what they would like and like what you had renegotiated before you got into it? Because, what if it's hot and heavy? Do it you t- take a moment? Because that's sometimes where yeah. I would be like, oh no, I'm in the moment. And like, t- conversating can be hard. Yeah, that's why I mean it was
2: nice for him to just pause and say, Hey, just a heads up, like, I don't do this that often. And people do that all the time. Like if if you're about to like have someone put something in your butt and you're not you don't do it that often, like you want to warn that person, you know, so they don't they they need that's important information to relay to the giver, you know. Um I think as a receiver, it's always it's always so important to try to relay something to a giver before they just go for it. Unless unless you are like in a, a zone with someone where you've, uh, kind of had that pre-established conversation. So I think that the hot and heavy is, is just try to give someone some type of direction if you're the receiver. Um, and if you're the giver, then, you know, feel, feel like you have the power to stop and check in and be like, how's this going for you? Um, do we need to switch it up? Do you want to change positions? Um, cause even positions are gender too, you know, like, um, sometimes like, like, you know, riding on top of someone might feel, like, a lot different on the body than, um, you know, you know, being doggy and backing it up.
1: We don't call it cow girl, we call it cow human.
2: Exactly, cow yes.
1: Cowperson. Cow person. I love that. Moo! <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that,
0: yeah. I don't know why it's cat, well, because Yeah, supposed to like have your lasso in your hand, like.
1: I want to. I want to create the position, the assassin, which is like just an ass, like in your face.
0: I like that sound effect. I like that. Assassin. Um, okay, I have a question. Though. I have okay. a question. Because uh, this will apply More to everyone. So the, I'm, I'm back to the gender dysphoria, body dysphoria. What happens when a partner actually goes into a trauma response? Mm. Um, what are some tips? Because it, this could apply. This could not, it won't just apply to this is any trauma response. This can apply to all, all genders, all orientations, because people go into trauma responses and start to disassociate all the time. Because, exactly. Um, so, what are some of the tools that you would have to help to bring them back?
2: So this is
0: a good question.
2: And and it's a good question because it doesn't just apply to trans and queer people. Um, It applies to people who have been through all types of um, sexual trauma. And with the statistics, that's like a large percentage of the population, unfortunately. Um, So this relates to so many people. Um, So you might be able to tell that someone's having a trauma response if they go really quiet or if like... Um, you feel like there's less response happening um, physically as well. Um, And because usually um, people are responding with their body, whether they're like moving in motion with you or doing things with their hands, but someone might just go really still. And um, in that moment, it's, it's, it's good to... Um, to just like slowly slow down and and try to stop and um, check in with the person and they might not be in a place to talk um, and they, they might be really in their own head and I think what's important is to not completely stop touching them um, but to find parts of their body that you can just hold and touch that aren't gendered or genital based like maybe just having a, a like a comforting stroking somewhere on the arm um, something to let them know that you're there and and let them know like it's okay we can stop um, i think it's always important to tell a partner that in any part of sex like we can stop whenever it's totally okay um, and that person might need to like want their body covered and not be exposed anymore. Cause that's a very vulnerable thing is being naked with someone. Um, especially if parts of your body are even hard for you to look at. Um, so it may be helping like someone like just like cover themselves, have a comforting touch, let them know you can stop and, um, and be okay to just like go out of that, that sexy space and just go into a space of support and comfort. Um, and let them let them just ask what they need. Um, and that's that's what's helped in the past for me. And it might be different for other people. Um, ideally before sex, you could have the conversation of like, what does it look like when you're not enjoying yourself anymore? Um, i think like, th- maybe what do you need in that moment if they know like do you yeah. know what what are some tools that like work for water you? or um and, and this this comes up in bdsm also you know so people who are about to practice um, any type of kink play like this is huge to have you know what does aftercare look like for you well sometimes for queer and trans people like you know aftercare is necessary in sex as well not just like the clean off the toys <laughs> but the, the you know there's there's more to it than that there's like some emotional loving that should happen um so that's important to think about. So it's kind of like uh, I mean, there's of course like the
0: conversations we can have beforehand, so that we're not in the dark when things do come up, and when people are in their trauma response, to they're disassociating to um, to say to remind them that it's okay, you know, to kind of create that yeah. safe space, and also it sounds like it's a, it's a practice of grounding them down to because when people people are dissociating they're trying to leave their bodies. My body's not safe, so I'm leaving. And they're not trying to. It's just what the response is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's to bring them back through practices that you can imagine you're... By the kind of like, you know, you are saying, rub their arms or um, kind of like lightly pressing into their body, you know, in, a, in a places that are not sexualized, you know, the, yes. those parts of the body to help bring them back into their body is helpful.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. we have a whole
0: episode on trauma that we'll, we'll, we'll have to do that. But um, yeah, I think this is help, really helpful. If I, I mean, it's it's... Because I... I'm pretty sure everyone at some point has had it in a moment when their body didn't feel safe during sex. No matter whether yes. they have a whole bunch of trauma or not, mm-hmm. there's, this is something that comes up for people. So yeah, it's good to know. How about we talk about some fun, sexy things? Yeah. yeah let's switch it up let's a little juice bit. Go, it up. Yeah, let's talk about some like, techniques, some sex tips. I know you got some I got Jamie's a lot of fun top things. tips. Yeah, Jamie's top tips. You have a lot of fun things up your sleeve.
2: I do, I do. And I'm 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 wearing short sleeves today, but I'm <laughs> I'm squeezing a lot up there. Um, <laughs> so there's so many fun things that people can do, even if they're trans and queer. And I think that's important to start with. Is that um, a lot of people have this idea that coming out as trans or queer means that the sex you're having is not like um, it's not going to be as good as penis and vagina, um, which queer and trans people still have penis and vagina sex. Um, but I I like to start with that because I, I'm trying to stay sex positive and and remind people that even if you aren't, um, even if you do have some dysphoria with your body, that there's still ways to there's still ways to fuck that feel really authentic and exciting. So um, I like to start with one of my favorite um, types of um, Kind of like a trans technique that is called muffing. Um, I love the sound of that in general. Muffing, yes, yes. Um, and this is this is a technique that most people don't really know about, um, but I just learned through my 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 field experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and a, a lovely um, trans woman who um, was kind of like a, a mentor to me. Um, showed me this and I was forever changed. Um, so something that a lot of people, most bodies have, but especially people who are assigned male at birth, they have this thing called an inguinal canal, um, kind of like under their junk. Um, and it's, it's right on either side of what we might call like the hanging girls or the hanging boys kind of depends on what you want to call them. The testicles. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) just um I, I like I like calling them all types of names, but so on either side there is like um basically some soft tissue that can actually um be used to, to finger. And um, you can look this up online, and I'll I'll share some resources with Amy at the end and because there's videos of people actually demonstrating this. But um, you can start with a finger and then kind of work up to, like, a small phallic toy and then even, like, um, larger dildos or penises. But um, the inguinal canals actually can... The skin can be pushed inwards. So this is a way for people who are assigned male at birth to get fingered um, and not necessarily in the, the butt but something that feels more closer to the front end um is very affirming of their identity and this could be someone who was you know um pre-op which means that they haven't had any operations to like remove um their their equipment um they haven't been like um gone through surgery to get a vagina so um it's called muffing and and it's it's once you, like, kind of start working up the inguinal canals and you start, like, putting more things in there, like, they, they stretch and they, they open up to bigger and so more it's exciting external, things. external, just
1: to be clear. It's external...
2: It's like yeah, so it's 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 an it's an external part of the body that um, the skin can actually get folded in. So it's it's actually the area where the testicles or the the lady the hanging ladies would actually like if they were cold they would like hide up in there.
1: Oh.
0: No. that helps. Yeah, when they go and disappear, they're disappearing act. So you got yeah. like playing around that little disappearing.
2: So you, act so, there. so so someone might um, if this is your body, you might want to go around and start touching around there first before someone else does. Um, and but, ask them
1: how they they feel about it. Yeah. Ask them how they feel about
2: it before you start touching around in someone's inguinal canals, but you can actually finger that area. So
1: I like that. This is fascinating. It's amazing, yes. and that's what we yeah. call muffing.
2: We call it muffing. Wow, I'm yeah. gonna muff tonight. And there's there's <laughs> there's books about it. There's videos. Um cool. So it's 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 just a fun uh, videos on fun YouTube thing. that
1: we can watch because I'm.
2: Yeah. I, um, I think it's
0: on Vimeo or something. Okay. Or, I, mean, I don't know if you can show some testicles being muffed on YouTube.
2: Yeah, I don't Red tube. <laughs> There's always red
0: tube. <laughs> good but point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So, you, or you porn. There
2: you go. Yeah. So a lot of people are. Um, and, and you you know, a lot of people who are, um, a lot of trans women, um, are not interested in developing any type of erection. And especially if they've been on estrogen and been taking hormones, like they'll be a lot less likely to develop an erection. So, um, finding, um, ways that you could, um, kind of eat them out is a lot of like tongue play around the tip, Mm. um, and less bobbing and more swirling. Um, so again, thinking about like how the motions are affirming with the person's identity, um, and and just realizing that there are parts of sex that are very gendered. Um, so there's muffing. Mm. So I have more. Yes, give us more. We can Not keep going. More. It's all it's all mind blowing. So so now let's on the other spectrum. Um, trans men after they've been taking testosterone for quite some time, um, they can start to grow what we call a trans cock, um, which is um, in more biological terms, it's when the clitoris has um, grown to a couple inches long
1: an elongated clitoris. We talk about this with a hot octopus when I do trainings, cause we could still use the hot octopus pulse on elongated clitori, Clitorises. <laughs> clitoris, clitoris, <laughs> the clitorati. clitorati. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: <laughs> wow. I have to steal that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so something that something in terms of um, using safe sex um, t- barriers for the the trans cock, um, we do. It, it's much easier to to see this happening in the flesh, but I'll, just, I'll try to describe it as best as possible. But if you take a, a random glove that you would use for, say, fingering or fisting, and you cut off all the fingers except the thumb, um, and then you cut along the line of the glove opposite of the thumb. It'll actually fold out and we call it the cape. Um, and so basically what it is, is it's, it's a condom for the trans cock. Um, so for a lot of trans men who want to use their new penis that they've grown themselves from taking testosterone, a, a, a regular sized condom isn't going to fit. Um, it's too big. And um, wearing a finger cut is not good because it'll cut off circulation. So so that's what you do. You cut off the fingers of a glove and you cut along the edge across opposite of the thumb and, and then the, th- the, the, the hole for the thumb actually goes around the trans cock and, um, and we call that the cape. Voila.
1: Mm. <laughs> I like that.
2: Yeah. And then, so I've learned all these uh, just from just from life and talking to people. And um, it's amazing how the trans community shares information um, so that we can better our sex life and and have more fun with each other. Um. There's so many others. So then, of course, there's, there's strap-ons. Um, and strap-ons, uh, someone wise once told me that strap-ons are for everyone and not for everyone. <laughs> um, because... Wise sage. <laughs> uh-huh. Wise words. <laughs> um, from a guru. And um, so the beauty of strap-ons is that there's, there's strap-ons that are hollow and not hollow. So for, um, say, for someone who... Um, still has um, like a trans woman who wants to penetrate but maybe would feel kind of triggered by using her own equipment she can put herself in a different equipment and penetrate her partner
1: like a double-ended um, dildo yeah okay
2: that or or a hollow strap on
1: hollow strap on okay yeah
2: so th- both of those would work
1: what's a hollow strap on
2: oh you want to explain this one yeah
0: you want it? You want I want you to do it. Oh me. Oh, well, I mean, so it's, you've seen them. I don't know the brands that carry it, but like, um, so you are talking about this would be one where the actual dildo itself is hollow. because so, you are talking about this is a trans woman, so this yes. is someone that potentially has a, a penis, yeah, and then, so they can put themselves inside of this hollow dildo. So it's a hollow shaft, and then they can penetrate with it. So their cell would technically be penetrating with their um, bits, but it's right. through the hollow dildo, and that can be is that is can be strapped on. Right, so right.
1: it's not solid silicone; it's hollow. It's hollow, yeah. I've never seen one of those, and I've been in this industry forever. Really? Wonder what company? Yeah, what companies are making it hollow? Um, I mean, like there, we,
0: there's like you know, um, like Fetish Fantasy has one. Like Doc Johnson makes. I mean, all those companies will make them. And what is the? Um, we just the, got, what got about one the, in. the the uh, no
2: no no. Is it because it's
1: lighter I'm weight, mind. so it's easier for them to hold on than a solid silicone dildo?
2: Um I think the goal is that you can feel more like you're um like that you're in it yeah, you know like a part of it. you're like a part yeah. of it yeah so it's
0: it's like this is it because your own bits are inside of the hollow dildo then it then it's it's an extension of your body as opposed to if you were just rocking a solid dildo then it might, I mean which can still feel really nice but it just maybe adds another component of you being more involved in the yeah, cause the solid dildo would have to go
1: over your genitals. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for explaining. Cause I'm trying to visualize that. And then I get
2: it and it makes sense with what I was saying of some trans women or people who have been on est- estrogen, um, have a harder time getting erections because of the hormone therapy. Mm.
1: Yeah. And then, um, packing is another thing too that folks might not know about out there which i think is really cool to talk about because i love that learning about that when i worked at pure pleasure back in the day i was like oh wow that's such that's genius like i love it
2: yeah oh my gosh and they have so many cool packers coming out these days but so they packers are what um trans masculine or trans men might um use um as like a something that they put in their pants that's like basically like a soft penis um that they can pack with. So um it's it's so that they have their nice fun bulge when someone wants to straddle them. Moose um, knuckle <laughs> <laughs> But also just to wear throughout the day also. And some packers you can actually pee through um, which is awesome for um, people going into urinals or just going into men's bathrooms in general. Um, and then some packers can be like flipped upwards and can actually be used for penetration, which um, so cool. I think the brand that we have at Pure Pleasure is called Vamp.
0: The Vamp yeah, the Vamp, there's the um, the silk, you, the silky that has the wire in it. Yeah, so, but it's a, we'll make a really big bulge so you're packing <laughs> you're packing a lot, but then you know, there's a wire in it so you could bend it down, and then it could be like your soft cock that you're packing, then you could bend it up so when you're ready for penetration.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. So that um, you can go from just hanging out to quickly not hanging out or hanging out within each other however um so there's yeah packing is is like a whole world um and then there's also binding which is when people would bind their chest to flatten um to flatten their breasts so that they have like more of a flat chested look yeah so there's like there's like a whole world out there um for for trans folks and um it's 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 getting better and
1: better. I feel like too, with like products out there that are like geared for transgender folks. And I think that's awesome. And, and sex positive shops like are going to be probably the best place to shop for those where you're feeling comfortable and there's, we can always make, but pure pleasure is the best really. (laughs) Oh
0: yes. Yeah. If you have questions about any of the products we're talking about, you can always email us and we can try to find the exact product for you. What about, um, Buck Angel's line? Yeah. Buck Angel has some really awesome stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Buck Angel is a trans male activist and had created a really cool, like masturbator sleeve, um, for, um, people who have been on testosterone, who have more of a, um, and, and also people who haven't been on testosterone, but you can use it on uh, a trans clot a trans clock, a trans cock, um, or clitoris. And, um, it's the same as like flashlight basically. Um, but it's uh, smaller and, um, just more fitting to the body. So I think the sex toy industry, which is amazing, is starting to catch up to the fact that like trans people like pleasure and we just have different, um, needs and different bodies and, um, that, you know, and, and also, all bodies vary widely, you know, and it was huge for, um, vibrator and dildo companies to start producing toys that matched different like vaginas. You'd be a
1: really good resource for some companies, I think Ah. because of all your field work and just like your, I think that maybe that's something I'm I'm thinking. My brain is just grinding right now with Ooh, ideas take me on april's a
2: hustler always always <laughs> Hustle closing me. Deals. It's always business i love it <laughs> a lot of it i do just as 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 an activist and as an advocate so um so much of my so much of me just going around and educating people is is to just improve the lives of the lgbtq community and um, um so there's been so much movement making that's happened and also a lot that we've been getting held back on with the new administration. Um, but something I was telling Amy about was a really exciting new um, bill that's coming out um, that's on the governor's desk. I call him Governor JB. 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 I say go go send your comments to JB. Um, so there's a bill called Senate Bill 179, which would actually um, create a third gender in California. So it would be male, female, and non-binary. Um, and this would actually... Um save people the time and money and effort, and also save the state the time, money and effort of um, trans and queer people having to go through doctors and judges and courtrooms to have their name and gender changed. So instead of all of that, there's just a filing process and um, it becomes more administrative and less about the you know, all the third party verifications, because um, what, what it comes down to is that our identity is who we say we are and not what the state says. Um, so it's, it's, been, it's been an empowering process going up to Sacramento with all these activists and talking in front of the assembly members and sharing our stories of um, how difficult it can be to move through the world when your license or your documentation doesn't match how you look. So that's been that's like some exciting activism
1: that's happening right now. That's one thing that's amazing about um, California restrooms is that there's um, oh yeah not like non-gendered restrooms. Like the more I see them more and more, and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. But if you go to Wisconsin, like where I'm from, you don't see that. I'm like, oh man. (laughs) And and that actually stemmed out of a bill also that
2: went into effect March 1st of this year, of 2017. Um, And the bill basically said that all public and business and educational single stalls had to be converted and couldn't be just male or female. So if it's a, if it's a, if it's one toilet in a room with a lock on the door, it doesn't matter what the gender of the person is they can pee there um, and that was uh, oddly enough that's revolutionary <laughs> it's for people it's Well, wild. I
1: mean, they, you you have a person with a skirt and then like on one and then a person with pants i'm like why <laughs> why is <that? laughs> like talking about like gender too like we're, we're like we had the feminist movement people
0: were like but you know people who identify as like, fe- like women or female they're not all rocking skirts and
2: dresses <laughs> this goes like beyond it was just, it was this like the 20s come on <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah. We call it the free to pee campaign.
1: <laughs> it's so simple. What other, are there any other interesting political shifts that are happening? Uh, folks.
2: So many political
1: shifts. Um, I'm, I want to know more.
0: Where the see. sex tips? We're doing sex tips too. I mean, yeah. Just like
2: moving do back just, and do forth. we move
1: too fast into the. Oh,
2: I love politics. Sorry. It's okay. Sex is political, right? We're sexy politics. <laughs> I know. That's what I was trying to think is like, is there any sexy political things happening? Well, I, even just the fact that like, um, um, there's more like queer and trans like porn happening is like awesome. So I like to tell people like, um, for queer and trans people in terms of sex tips, like if you're just so lost on where to begin, either on yourself or on a partner, um, go to like crash pad, um, go buy the DVD, um, called, um, doing it ourselves. It's a, it's a, it's from the trans women's porn project. And, and we have that at pure pleasure and we do have it hey. at pure pleasure. Hey, um, or a read up on the book Girl Sex 101 also at Pure Pleasure like there's Oh yeah, Allison. Oh yeah, Allison Moon, right? Yeah. Allison Moon. so good, so well done. Yeah, and that and Girl Sex 101 is actually inclusive of trans trans women, which is awesome. But there's like um for me sex tips isn't just about the actual doing it, but it's about the watching and the reading and the 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 just like honing of the skill because is can be a skill. Um, so there's, and there's also websites like, um, Oh joy sex toy, which will give like amazing reviews on sex toys that is queer inclusive. So, you know, if like a toy is going to match your body, um, and, Um, There's also a website that I love for people who have strong dysphoria, even just looking at genitals. There is a website called beautiful agony, which is just videos of people having sex, but it's only showing their face. Mm. Um, And it's really beautiful to watch people to just see people's faces while they're orgasming, which you're usually seeing like, like, like you're just seeing bodies and cum shots and, and buttholes and penetration. But, but the face is also so incredibly erotic and stimulating to watch. So, Um, yeah, those are some, some options of, of tips on like, if you have some free time and you're hanging out at home or maybe you have a private office at your job Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you can, you can read up on some stuff. And I think that's, that for most people makes them feel a lot more comfortable, um, starting to masturbate or have sex with other people when they've seen other people doing it themselves. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Watch the videos with a partner. hey Hey. let's do it like that that's so true there's a lot of a lot
0: of really good queer and trans erotica there's all there's there's just so many resources it's it's endless like i said it's not the 1920s anymore thank thank the lord sweet baby jesus
2: (laughs) sweet baby jesus we have
0: options now goddesses um okay jamie how how can people find you oh can they find you are they allowed to find you well, I did mention that
2: I'm a, a genderless blob. So uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not. You won't find me in the male or female bathroom. No. Um, no. <laughs> um. But, but I yes, I'm all over. I'm so I do have an email. It's jamiejoyrainbows at gmail dot com. If you ever just want to say hi or ask me um, on a date.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Jamie J A M I E. Just to be clear, Jamie Joy J O Y Rainbows. Just like we all. Rainbow or rainbows. Plural, multiple So Jamie Joy Rainbows at Gmail. I think you're a wonderful resource for folks that do have questions that are i mean i as a amy's a wonderful sex educator too but as like with all your field experience and i love, I love keep that keep I, I love a field experience <laughs> i'm all about the hands-on approach
2: <laughs> i know i love it yeah and i'm i'm offering myself up i i offer myself up to people all the time and i actually um i actually do like diversity lgbtq inclusivity trainings like all over i've i've trained Yesterday, I trained a bunch of wildfire fighters. What? Um, yeah, the people who go out and stop fires. And That's a bunch awesome. of them were about to go down to like Puerto Rico and help and, and to Texas. So um, they just wanted to know about pronouns, and it was so cute. Um, but I, so I do diversity trainings for all types of people, for medical staff, for Um, just like service providers for for sex educators and um, so I offer trainings Um, I do I I like to support people and help connect them to communities Um, so I'm I'm an open resource for that Um, so please reach out to me if you feel called to And if you're in Santa
0: Cruz or near Santa Cruz on October 26th of this year, and if you're listening to this in three years, this is 2017, just so you know, um, Jamie is teaching a queer and trans sex 101 workshop at Pure Pleasure. It's from 7 to 9 p.m. Um, and there'll be kind of a lot of the stuff that we've talked about, but I've, um, I've kind of sat in on Jamie's workshop before and it's very experiential. There's a lot of fun exercises yes. and yeah, yeah. It's more, more like there's a lot of more like connection and people kind of just be talking to right. each other and, and I didn't give away all my secrets. On no, this there's plenty more secrets. So you don't more. get all, you just get a taste. This is just a taste. Yeah. Just a taste. So if you want to sign up for this workshop, you can go learn more about it. Peerpleasureshop.com. Go to the events or, um, the in-store classes and we'll tell you more about that workshop that is available to you and um yeah this has been really 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 informative is there any like last last bits of what like that we want to leave our our
2: our listeners
1: with takeaways
2: yeah i think i think i want to end with sharing um from my last workshop some of the ways that people actually define queer sex because i think it's a good way to end Um, i do an activity where i i call it the snowball icebreaker and i have just people anonymously write down the answer to a question. And my question was, what is queer sex? What is trans sex? And everyone can write it anonymously and then throw it around the circle. And here are some of the responses. And I think it's just kind of a nice way to end. Um, so we have um, disruptive and loud, two bodies not meant to exist, let alone together. Um, open, inclusive, liberating, beyond male and female, beyond masculine and feminine, profoundly respectful of the partner's wants, free human experience reaching for the new and revealing what has always been so that's something to take away for you of um that there's so much beauty in queer and trans sex and i hope that you all are able to go forth and um feel like you can have the most beautiful and positive consensual sex with yourself and with partners and if you've, ever, if you've never been with a queer and trans person, you're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> and you should uh, open up your, your horizons and your dating pool. You won't be disappointed.
1: Jamie, thank you so much. And everybody, um, reach out to Jamie with questions or us if you have questions. We tune in and we, we launch a podcast every Tuesday. We say see you next Tuesday because we see you every Tuesday or you hear us every Tuesday. And because we also love cunts. Yes, that's also a reason. And I love the word cunts, so I can't wait. Um, next time, we'll be recording in soggy Europe. I'll be in soggy London first, but then I'll meet you in soggy Germany. Um, and I can't wait. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you. Respect and love, everyone, and ciao for now. Don't forget to head on
0: over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.